0: Hey, Spritzers. Welcome to The Spritz with Carl and Jamie, where we will give you a Spritz of life and fun.
1: Food, fashion, travel, whatever comes to our minds.
0: Let's get into it. Welcome back, Spritzers. We are here with our guests, our new besties. They are mobile extraordinaires, Scott and Christina Field, How are you guys? We
2: are great. We are
0: awesome. This is New York, baby.
2: Love Damn it. it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Welcome. And Scott and Christina, before they were on wheels, were my old neighbors. But now they are living our epic field trip. And you can follow wow. their blog. So before we get started with Scott and Christina, we have our amuse-bouche today. And Carl, you requested something alcoholic.
0: Alcoholic. So it is Naughty crush which is a citrusy, fizzy, rosé wine cocktail.
1: So we'll put links on the Instagram and Facebook to Naughty Crush. This is actually made by two women, one of whom is an owner of a vineyard in the Blue Ridge Mountains called Sarah Vineyards. And this was her pet project with her sister-in-law. And we're distributing North and South Carolina. But you can get it online. So we'll invite you to look up Naughty Crush. That's awesome. So, you're distributing it? We are. That's fantastic. I love that you brought something
2: from North Carolina. There yeah. you go. That's it's awesome. my
1: North Carolina yes. friends. North yes. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers,
2: cheers, cheers.
3: It's got one of my favorite words in it. North Naughty.
0: Naughty. Oh, God. Oh, boy. <laughs> mobile and Naughty.
1: What you like it? (laughs) Yes, I do. It says it's a grapefruit flavor, which initially turned me off, but it is refreshing. It competes with Trulies, and this little can is equivalent to two glasses of wine. Oh, that's nice.
0: You know, they say grapefruit turns you on. Ooh.
1: I did not know they said that. I no, knew that about restaurants. I've never heard that.
0: <laughs> well, it is naughty. <laughs> oh,
2: there God. you go. But I agree. Start. I don't usually
1: like grapefruit either, but this is not overwhelming at all. And just it's imagine silly. if we were sitting by a pool and not in the studio. Would mm-hmm. this be delightful? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes,
3: it would. All right. It's awesome. very refreshing.
1: Nice. Thank you. Pretty good. Well, we'll be right back to talk with the Fields.
0: Welcome back, Spritzers. We are back with Scott and Christina Field.
1: We're so glad you all are here. And as I mentioned before, Christina and Scott left their life to go travel. So, Christina, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Well, so we were in our corporate jobs and living the American
2: dream, and I'm doing the air quotes here. (laughs) And we had gotten to the point where we were maxing out our vacations because we just were traveling all the time. We had been empty nesters, and so we always loved to travel. And we took a vacation on our anniversary out to Jackson Hole area and saw the Grand Tetons and Yellowstone out there, and there's not any cell signal. So, for two corporate people that were like constantly plugged into their jobs, we finally got disconnected enough to really start to take in our surroundings, and it's magnificent out there, and started chatting with people and learned that there's a thing called full-time RV life. Mm -hmm. And so, the feeling was just coming over us that we didn't really want to do the corporate thing for the next 10 years until we were like retirement age, right? So, well, if we don't do that, though, what does that look like? How can we build a financial bridge to retirement age. So, started talking to people and learned about full-time RV life and then really dug into the research around that because it sounded kind of interesting. So, did you do the research or did Scott do the research? She <laughs>
3: started it, really. <laughs> I yeah. started
2: the research initially, but then when it when we said, yes, this is what we're going to do, then the research went over to him right. to determine what was it we were going to live in.
3: And I, we came back and I sat down and looked at at what it cost for us to stay where we were at. And I'm mm. like blown away at what we were spending to be where we're at, so.
1: But you had the most amazing neighbors. We
3: did. <laughs> we did. <laughs> and we loved them. Oh, yes. But now here we are looking at traveling and doing the things that we really like
0: to do. Yeah.
3: So at that point, she started doing some research, sending me some stuff. She's sitting in meetings, sending me stuff. I'm sitting in the meeting. I'm like, no, this isn't me. And then I start researching what's available out there. So as far as RVs and living. And we started out with a budget that was pretty small compared to what we have. Mm -hmm. And then we're like, okay, let's rent one. Let's rent a Class C. It's not a real big RV. And we rented it. I didn't fit in the bathroom. I didn't fit in the (laughs) shower. I didn't fit in nothing. I'm a big guy, but I'm not a really big guy. But I just didn't fit. And I said, this isn't going to work. So, then we started going bigger. And then my research led me to what we have now, and we're happy as can be. Wow. (laughs) Yep.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. So, what does RV stand for? Recreational vehicle. Recreational vehicle. (sighs) Something
1: you won't know about in New York. (laughs) No.
0: And it
2: takes—it's a very broad term. So, Uh there's so many different varieties of RV. Anything from a camper van Mm -hmm. down by the river— to a truck camper, to a tow-behind, to a fifth-wheel, to Class C, which is a smaller motorized, mm-hmm. and then a Class A, which is the larger motorized, which is what we have. Yeah. That's fascinating.
0: Yeah,
3: ours is what we call an Integra Anthem, 45-foot uh-huh. long. So it's a like a city bus. City bus. If oh that That's the size you would put in your mind. It's a city bus.
2: Like a Greyhound bus, I guess I should say.
3: Wow. Yes. And you guys live in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a bath and a half. I said it had to have a bath and a half because, you know, when I got to
0: go, I got to go. Oh, my God. Wow. So, <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> bath and a half. It's got a king-size bed and washer and dryer and a dishwasher and
1: a fireplace.
0: Wow. That's so fascinating. I could not— imagine living on an R V. Like it's just
1: You could, but not with another person.
0: Not with yeah, probably not
1: with Well that there's definitely an adjustment uh-huh. as far as that goes. Oh my goodness. Well you all know my husband Brian and I don't <laughs> think we'd make it to the end of our driveway.
2: No, 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 <laughs> I no. I think
0: I have to park it somewhere.
3: <laughs> and that's the best part. Yeah. You can park it somewhere and now you're not just living inside. Mm. You're
0: living outside. Mm. Gotcha. gotcha.
3: So we parked many, many times on the edge of a cliff. Wow. On the side
2: of a mountain. On the side
3: of a mountain.
2: In the middle of the Arizona desert grasslands. Wow. It's just, it's pretty darn cool. We love boondocking for probably the best.
3: And you say boondocking, it's where you park somewhere where yeah. it's for free out in the middle of BLM land. Mm. You have no hookups, you have nothing.
2: And that's Bureau of Land Management. Yes,
3: Bureau yep. of Land
1: Management. Yep. Wow. And that's free? It's free. It's free.
0: Yeah.
2: Do There's, you have
1: to hook up to sewage and water and stuff like that? I mean, or I mean, we can, but when we talk about boondocking,
2: we're talking about being out more in the wilderness. So out in wow. um, federal lands, and it could be Bureau of Land Management. Sometimes it's forest land, sometimes state wilderness areas. And you're out there in the middle of the wilderness. You just go down this road, and sometimes they have like a little pull-off area that you can pull off, pull the rig off to— and you don't hook up. So we have self-sustaining tanks wow. of fresh water and wastewater, and then our energy management.
3: So we have 100 gallons of fresh water, and we have a 50-gallon gray tank, mm-hmm. which is for at sinks. And then we have a 50-gallon uh, black tank for the two toilets. Oh, my goodness.
0: That's so fascinating.
3: And then the electrical-wise, we've upgraded to lithium batteries— So, we have 600 amp hours of batteries, and then I put 1,200 watts of solar on the roof so to recharge the battery so that I don't have to run the generator. But if it gets gets hot enough where we're at, we try to boondock when it's the right temperature, 70s Uh and 40s and 50s at night, so you don't need AC. But if you do, you just turn the generator on. You got 12,500 watts. You can run all three ACs and be cool as you want.
1: Well, Carl, you can imagine living in a bus. You live in New York. That's about the size of your apartment.
0: (laughs) (laughs) New Yorker viewers go get her. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I know. I know. They're gonna get you. <laughs> she
0: always gets on New York. I love it, but they love it.
1: You know it's my yeah. favorite city.
0: It is. It is. So it's so interesting. What do you guys do like if there's a hurricane coming? Oh.
2: Well, leave. hurricanes are easy, yeah, because we've got plenty of warning for that.
0: Uh-huh. Just leave. You just leave. Yeah. We
2: yeah, just- we just you got wow. multiple days to make a decision and then you Truly. just go in the right direction to get away from the storm that's coming. What's scarier? Especially this time of year, are the storm systems that come across the country that spawn the tornadoes? Because yeah. you get a tornadoes are possible warning, but it's not really. You just never know. Yeah, so you kind of taking your chances on that one. And
3: we've gone through one tornado mm-hmm. up in Wisconsin. Oh,
1: Wisconsin? God. I yeah. was thought you were going to say Kansas. No, well, it was Wisconsin. I was surprised. We weren't. Yeah, expecting we weren't it.
3: expecting it at all. But I got video of it. and it's
0: pretty. It was pretty bad. Did you we see were, any uh, cheese flying around? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh yeah, the cheese all bumps. those cheese curds. The <laughs> cheese curds. <laughs> it was hailing cheese curds.
3: Oh my! God. I wasn't thinking about that at the time. <laughs>
2: I bet it was scary though. It was. was it, it was. It was, was shaking, and it oh. was shaking. The rain was horizontal. There was debris flying around. There was a shed that was being pushed around. It was
1: pretty darn scary. That's the scariest weather situation we've been in. Wow. Scott and Christina, you talked about the fact that you all were not quite retirement age traditionally, and you left your corporate jobs. Now, I remember that you all sold everything, and everything in their house was open. I remember Christina's lingerie was being sold oh in the estate sale. <laughs> <laughs> Scott's not like, where did it. that go? <laughs> like,
0: where did it go? Oh, <laughs> not all of it. Oh. <laughs> Come on.
1: Well, you know, I had to pare down. So, you know, the closet's not quite as big in there.
0: Oh, my goodness. That's you know? so big.
1: But yeah. what are you all doing now? To supplement this lifestyle, I know that you all have the blog and Mm -hmm. you have things related to that, but even Kim Kardashian has to work a little bit. Yeah, Yeah. so
2: we didn't know how exactly it was going to work out in the beginning, so we kind of took a three-pronged approach. We didn't want to put all our chickens in one basket— and so we formed a corporation and we do have the travel content. So we have a website and a blog. Like Jamie said, we started with YouTube. And then we also invested in a travel agency franchise. So, I can operate the travel agency from anywhere, and that's always kind of an integral part of our life anyway, is travel and just exploring new places. So, that was a really good fit. And then, the kind of the unique one that's under our umbrella is the cemetery mapping business. What? (laughs) And I'm going to hand that over to Scott because he's in charge of that one.
3: Yes, we actually go around all of the United States and map cemeteries. Wow. Using ground-penetrating radar to uh, locate unmarked burials because you'll be amazed that all cemeteries don't know where all their burials are. That's kind of insane. You
1: don't have to dig anybody up, though.
3: No. Please oh. don't. The ground-penetrating <laughs> radar shows me where the burials are. And wow. And I'll mark them at that point when I find them. And then I usually go north-south because burials face east. Mm. Most of the time. Most of the time they face these because when the Lord rises, he's going to rise in the east. So. He's going to rise in the east. Absolutely. So most burials face east. So I'll go north-south, so that gives me about a six to eight-foot chance of catching a burial on the, on the screen. So once I catch it, I can see the center, and then I'll uh-huh. go north-south, and sometimes there's stones, headstones and footstones that have been covered up by the ground. Wow. wow. I'll see that, and I'll mark those also, and they can dig them up. And put them back up, and now we know who this is. And most of the times, they didn't even
0: know they were there.
2: That's amazing. Wow.
0: So you make a living off of that?
2: Yeah. So that's the first piece of it. That's,
0: yeah, that's just small.
3: Is part. the
2: the GPR, but then he comes back with the GPS collection equipment.
3: Right. We mm-hmm. do digital GPS now, so I hook up to about twenty-four to twenty-six government satellites, Uh-huh. and gives me a four-inch accuracy at my pole. Uh-huh. So I'll take a GPS point at the burial. Now, if it's an unknown, it's just a quick unknown, There's an unknown burial here. We don't know who it is. Mm -hmm. Next one, if it's got a headstone, footstone, and maybe a veteran's marker, because we like to mark veterans. Mm -hmm. I'll take a GPS point at the center of the burial, take a picture of the headstone, footstone, and the veteran's marker. Now we know that John Smith, he's right here. He's not moving. He's not going. He's right here. And I'll do that throughout the cemetery. Wow. And then now, once I'm done with all that collection process, which is pretty tedious, but it's I see all the stories on all the headstones. Wow. So I read everything, and I look at it. I had one in Depe- not to go off. Go ahead. Please do. Yeah. I had one in De Pere, Wisconsin, I was doing, and I was walking along, and he was in World War I. Wow. As a teenager. At, as a teenager. Wow. He lied about his age. World War II as a medic, and in the Korean War, and survived all three.
1: That's amazing. That's
0: fascinating.
1: So, Scott, do you look for cemeteries and areas you want to visit, or do you get jobs and then go there?
3: We love certain areas of the United States, such mm-hmm. as Colorado in the mountains during the summer, so you can go to elevation and catch the right weather. Mm-hmm. So we try to get projects in those areas where we want to be and when we want to be there. But we go all over. We go to New York, upstate New York. Yeah. From here, from, from here, here yep. we go to Upstate New York, uh, Farnham and Irving. Yeah, up there by the Lake Erie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going there next. After that, I believe it'll be Palmer, Illinois, and then Minnesota, and then South Dakota, and working our way west. Wow, doing projects all Kansas along is, the way. Kansas is Kansas, in the right.
1: middle of there too. Yeah, so Kansas is in one.
0: there yeah. too. Wow.
1: Well, I can tell you, I have never used your graveyard mapping services, but I have used Christina's travel agency, (laughs) and so I can give her a plug. She got us to Alaska, which is a podcast for another day, Yeah, (laughs) and she also got us into the Star Wars Galactic Adventure for Jackson's birthday that now is closing, so I'm so glad and thankful to Christina that we got to have that experience.
0: I have a question. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite meal that you love to cook on the RV? What's the fave?
2: Hmm. Well, my favorite is anytime he grills something outside, mm. and I can just make a couple of slides. So I really <laughs> like <laughs> I really like like pork tenderloin on the grill. It's probably my favorite. And then a nice like filet steak would be good too.
1: Wow. Scott? Yeah. I'm a mac and cheese guy. Mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I will man. tell you the other thing about Christina. She was in my book club. We had this lovely book club. Mm, Shout out best. to our book club. The best, the best ladies. ever. And Christina would always make the salad. Really? Christina <laughs> is the salad queen, her oh. dressings, her toppings. She takes salads to a new level.
0: Mm-hmm. Will you
1: share nice. a recipe that we can post on our Instagram yes. and Facebook? I'll send that to you. Okay. Oh,
0: Awesome. Do you guys ever go hunting or fishing? Fishing, yes. Fishing, yes. And do you cook the fish? No. No. Throwing it back. You throw it back. Okay.
1: Now, you guys were also big Harley riders back in the day. So, what are you doing about that now that you're in an RV?
3: We just rented this past, what was it, September?
1: Last summer.
3: Yeah, August, we, we rented. Yeah. We usually rent when we're somewhere where we want to ride, and it was in Colorado. Uh huh. A lot of mountainous roads there, so we rode there for a couple days. Wow. So before we started this life, I didn't know if she had told you because Christina had her own Harley, and I had mine. She's oh my. a bad ass.
1: She-
0: can we
3: oh, say that? Yes. Yes, but, yeah, we can say that. <laughs> oh, she, <laughs> she is a badass because when she's— <laughs> I was always going to do a coast-to-coast-to-coast trip, uh-huh. and I was going to do it myself very fast, you know?
2: During work life, and he was going to take like a 10-day trip, and I'm like, oh, I'm not doing that. yeah. So yeah.
3: when we sold everything, we sold everything but the Harleys and the Jeep. And that's all we had. We were living with friends until we went on a coast-to-coast-to-coast trip, and she went with me and—
2: uh Because at that point, then, we had quit our jobs and, like he said, sold the house. We were homeless and jobless. And so, then we could take 30 days to do this coast-to-coast. And that's more my pace. Really take our time, stop at some great places along the way. So, I was all in at that point.
3: Yeah. We do have a video on our YouTube channel, our epic field trip. It's our first one, Zen Quest.
2: That kind of tells a story story. of us— Transitioning into this new life and in the context of that motorcycle ride. That's amazing.
3: So it rained the first nine days.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And uh, that's hard. Yeah. It's hard in a car.
1: Yes. I was going to say. A Harley. I'd turn around.
3: <laughs> well, that was close. <laughs> that was close. But after that, it was perfect mm-hmm. weather. Mm-hmm.
0: Christina, I don't know if you know the song, but it's called You Won't Break My Soul. You're kind of like the first Beyonce because she told everybody to quit the jobs. Oh. Like, you're oh. like pre-Beyonce. Like, you won't break <laughs> <OG>. my soul.
2: <laughs> oh, gee, I love it.
0: But don't well, quit your jobs, people. No. Well, that's all right, <laughs> quit well, your jobs.
2: I mean, I'm all for, if you're not feeling fulfilled and you're feeling trapped and it worked for us for a long time, don't get me wrong. So it's yeah. gonna continue to work for a lot of people. We just had gone through, my companies had gone through various stages of acquisitions Mm -hmm. and had become very stressful, and the culture was just not a good fit anymore. Yeah. And similar story for Scott, and it wasn't fun anymore. Yeah. It was very stressful and just constantly, if you're at that point in your life, life's too short. Yeah. You can't be... Miserable and stressed and you spend so much time in your work life that Mm -hmm. it needs to be reasonable. You need to not be miserable because you don't know how
1: much time you have. You heard it here, Spritzers, from Christina. Work-life balance. balance. (laughs) We'll be back in a second with The Fields.
0: So Scott and Christina, what do you do for like... Your beauty necessities uh. I mean you both are so gorgeous Look at Scott Look at him He's glowing In his tangerine shirt Oh Like what,
2: <laughs> what do oh, you no.
0: guys
1: do <laughs>
0: What do you guys do Like when you need your hair done Or I'll go first for the hair Okay
3: <laughs> Both a, of
1: them <laughs>
0: I got a sports clip app. Oh my
3: god it's That easy There's one near me Just make a go Wow A lot easier Wow
2: Well, I'm a little more Uh (laughs) high-maintenance. So I have some sparkles that have to be attended to from time to time. Sparkles. (laughs) (laughs) That I'm not ready to let fly yet. So I go to Aveda salons around the country. So it doesn't have to be Aveda. Aveda just works for me. Mm -hmm. And if you can pick a
1: color line that works for you, that you can find nationwide, then that's what would work. So what do you all do for, like, medical care and things like that? Because you clearly don't have the same doctors in all 50 states. I will say that can be one
2: of the challenges because if you have a chronic condition and you need prescriptions on a regular basis— They want you to come in every year. Every six months. And we're just like, we're pretty low maintenance in that regard. We do each have one prescription that we need to take daily. So we do have to stay on top of it, but we get a little annoyed if we have to show up at a doctor's office.
3: Because they want to see you every six months. And I'm not going to be in Florida for another probably year and a half.
2: Domiciled is what we call it when we're nomads. We're domiciled in Florida. And your primary physician doesn't need to be in the state that you're domiciled in, usually. I think we could have one somewhere else, but it just makes it more convenient if it's in the state that you're domiciled. But we're domiciled in Florida, and we don't always get back there on the pace that they would like us to be. Right. But we're working it out. You just have to— be creative sometimes. And I think the Minute Clinics are are helping us this year.
0: I got another question. I'm so fascinated by you two. How do you get your mail? Oh, well, that's (laughs) a
3: So everything goes to our mail forwarding service. When it gets there, they take pictures of it every day. And they send me an email with the pictures. And I tell them, What I want done with it, whether I want it shredded or whether, let's say, I want to see what's inside. They'll scan it for me. Once I see everything and put it in the send box, once Mm -hmm. I get somewhere that I can get mail, like Mm. at another RV park where we can get packages, I'll tell them to send it to us. And they send it right to us, and we get it at the the park.
2: That's amazing. Nowadays, you do a,
1: most of your banking and financials and everything online long anyway. Long yeah, And they don't yeah. have Playboy anymore to scan to Scott. Oh, my God. <laughs> God. She's so nice. It's
2: online. It's online.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The
1: digital edition.
0: <laughs> so, get your mail sent to you or wherever you are. What does the voting... Lifestyle. How does that operate? Well, that went a little crazy. Yeah. With recently. Yeah. But we still went through it. We
3: still got our voting in the mail. Because mm-hmm. we can th- you know they vote were— vote by mail. Vote my mail still. Vote by but, mail, yeah. Huh? You know, we were worried about it at first because we were talking about taking it away. Yeah. But you can still do it, and it's a process that you have to go through, Uh and we follow it very, very well. And, in fact, our mail forwarding service, Mm -hmm. they know everything. They know that you need this right away. They'll put it in, get it to you as soon as possible, and they keep track. They make sure that we get it out and get it done. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, let me ask you this, because, Christina, you know, you were in my friend group, and that was so special. We'd see each other every month. Yes. What do you do about socializing and building relationships with people? Because I know how wonderful Scott is and how wonderful you are, but I'm guessing (laughs) you might want to talk to someone else live and in person once in a while.
2: Yeah, yeah. That is a wonderful question. And. There's a variety of options, but a lot of times full-time RVers don't find it right away. And I do miss the book club. I do still miss the book club, for sure. But as full-time RVers or nomads, there are different organizations and events that you can participate in that helps. And we were very fortunate that within the first few months of us becoming full-time RVers, we attended a rally in Texas of other full-time RVers, and we met three other couples there that to this day, there are ride-and-die RV friends. Mm-hmm. Like, we met each other. We were all newbies. We were all within the first few months of RV life trying to figure it out. So we formed that bond and connection, and we had other aspects of our prior lives that were similar and that we could bond over. And it just was, even now we we call it magic for a long time. And I think one of us is in contact every day, right? I mean,
3: oh, the guys, like
2: every day, especially the guys. The guys yeah. are, I don't yeah. know if
3: you've heard of the app, Marco Polo. <laughs> yeah. so It's, like it's the, basically uh, video, texting video with video. Video texting, yeah. yeah. And so. we do that three or four times a day with each other, all four of us, four or five of us.
2: And now we just get together, and we're not always together. We don't always travel the same path. But we intersect several times a year and make time to spend time together. So rallies, I always tell people that are first getting into the life, find a rally community that gels with you. There's a lot of different ones, several different ones within RV life.
0: So I'm assuming that this life can be pretty expensive, even though you're not spending money on lots of different things, but energy and gas. What does that look like? Obviously, it
3: looks different for other people who have smaller RVs. Mm-hmm. So it's depending on what you choose to live in. Uh-huh. It's very expensive. Maintenance alone yeah. on a diesel pusher that's my size is very expensive per year. Wow. You're probably looking at $3,500 to $4, a year just on maintenance that you have to get done. That's not including the ACs that I do on my own, wow. maintenance, all the other things that have to be done. But I don't have to have Anybody cut my grass? Or I, yeah. I don't well, you don't have, have to do that in
1: New York either, Carl. We don't have it. to do that
3: in New <laughs> They're
0: going to get you. I don't have an electric bill.
3: You, know? you don't no have an electric, electric bill. No, mm-hmm. no tax bill, no nothing.
0: So you don't pay taxes.
2: Not property no, taxes. No, not property tax. Yeah. And then wow. that's part of where you choose to domicile
3: right. is the tax
2: structure in that state. And so the, gotcha. the three most popular domicile states for nomads are Florida, uh-huh. Texas, and South Dakota.
0: So on that note, we're going to connect back to the world of fashion. And I want to ask you both, (laughs) what is your runway takeaway for our listeners?
2: Okay, so prior to RV life, I did not own t-shirts. I didn't do t-shirts. just wasn't my thing. However... Despite As, being a Harley rider, <laughs> however, in RV life you have to have like a wardrobe of your destination T-shirts. You nice. know the places that you've been. You kind of wear it on your on your back, so to speak. So I would say that
0: amazing but
2: Scott. What Scott, would
3: you add? I- can I, do I have to say just one? No, you can a, say how it's a combination of
0: t-shirts, uh-huh, and jammer pants, and jammer pants. <laughs> that is correct. I jammer love it. Pants. Jammer pants. We are gonna jam and jam a That's it. I love it. I love it. <laughs>
1: Thank you so much, Scott and Christina, for making time in your busy life to come by the studio and hang out with me and Carl. We are so happy to be here. It's yeah. always good to see you, and I'm so happy we were able to do this. Me too.
0: Absolutely, and it's good to meet you, sir. It's so nice to meet you guys. Come park on 45th Street.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, you find us a spot. We'll be find there. Find
0: me a spot. And <laughs> no hey, we're out of here.
1: Thank you so much for joining us today for The Spritz with Carl and Jamie, a production of Hanger Studios.
0: You can follow us on Instagram at The Spritz Pod, on Facebook at The Spritz, and you can find this amazing Spritzy Ritzy podcast on Spotify, Apple, and wherever you may find your podcast.
1: Please subscribe and rate and review us.
2: Thank you guys.